When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com if you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com that's terryryan2020 at gmail.com Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, and today we're going to get right into it. Um, my guest, no preamble today because I kind of screwed up the times and he was nice enough to come on. We're a little bit late, but we're going to get right at it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest was born in Troy, New York. And after an incredibly successful junior and college career, played for the Syracuse Junior Crunch and RPI College, respectively, went on to play professional hockey all over the world for a decade and a half, including parts of three seasons in the National Hockey League for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Phoenix Coyotes. Nowadays, he can be seen as a recurring guest on the hit podcast, Spitting Chicklets in a sports betting advisory role for Barstool Sports. He is an amazing American, a laudable left winger, a polished player, a gifted guy, an interesting individual, an academic athlete. He's got a great hairdo, and he can score goals, too. He knows a guy named Jack, and this year made a comeback. He's a cool cat and was once a river rat. He says thank you and please and dangled overseas. The kid can really play, and he had over 20 in the A. I had a sandwich for lunch, and he was a Syracuse crunch. When I speak, I tend to ramble, and this guy loves to gamble. His takes are so cool, he was hired by Barstool. We got drunk in Nevada, and he played with Radom, Radom Verbata. Folks, there was once a show called Laverne and Shirley. Please welcome to the show my guest, my pal, Matt Murley. Matty, wow. how are you? Great. What an intro. You're an inspirational was, guy. Uh, wow. Unbelievable. You're an inspirational guy. I have so many questions. Now, yeah. we met. I was aware of you. We met in Las Vegas, and... Hell of a way to meet. Usually you meet someone. It's like, hey, how you doing? You have a coffee. We met in just a shit show, Barstool Sports, Chicklets, just bender, five-day bender. 
Now, so in other words, we talked a lot about hockey, but we didn't talk a lot about you. So first of all, you're from Troy, New York. How did you get your start? I know New York State in general is into hockey. I know a lot about Troy. I'm going to get into that in a second, but not hockey. So was that a big sport where you're from? I know it's not far from Albany. They have an AHL team, but like, you know, the way it is in Canada, everywhere you go, there's I get that sense in some parts of New York. Is that the, the way it is in Troy? It's a major sport. Um, now it is when I first started, it wasn't very big. Um, uh, my father was a baseball player. Um, really? my, yeah, my mom's brothers were basketball, football, baseball. So that's what everyone did around here. And I kind of got started in hockey. My mom saw a learn to skate ad in the newspaper and she took my no brother and yeah, my brother and myself there. And I great story. She loves to tell is I hated it. I was crying and screaming the entire time about the skating. And after a few weeks, they finally gave us the sticks and then I took off and I loved it. So how old were you when that happened? This is probably three or four years old. So, wow. But that, okay. but that, that's what shows was my, my poor skating ability. I never liked power skating. I just wanted to play hockey. So just wanted to play. Yeah. Just I, wanted to play. I was kind of similar. So then how's the minor hockey in Troy? When you, when you decided to join, is it a reputable league? Did you have to move? Did you have to drive um, a half hour to a real rank? You know, like how was uh, it? No. Well, the first rank was, yeah, five minutes away, but, um, I, I might have the original crazy hockey dad or crazy hockey yeah. kid. Uh, I played here until mites and we started playing, we, we would run into the Syracuse team in all the finals or semifinals of every tournament. So one, one after one, uh, Tim Conley's dad asked us to come out and play spring hockey with them okay. and play th- three or four tournaments in the spring. So we did that one spring and we had a great time, go to Toronto, Cornwall, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And we, we play them the next year, first year of squirts or Adam in Canada. And the same thing, we run into them in all the finals and semifinals. And wow, these guys are really good too. We had three or four good players. So they try to get us all to come to spring hockey again. And we do it again. We do six tournaments this spring. And I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but somebody said, why don't you guys play in the winter with us too? And <laughs> it's it a two and a half. It's a two and a half hour drive to Syracuse. So oh. my father was the crazy one to do it. And we started driving out there every Tuesday for practice and then every weekend for the games. And, you know, the two and a half hours is the home game. But we're going to Toronto. We're going to Detroit. Yeah. We're going to Ottawa, Montreal, Boston. So we started playing out there from uh, second year, Adam, all the way through junior. Interesting. So that was yeah. my next question. So you had all kinds of interaction with Canadian hockey players. Not that it's any better. I'm just saying there's. Mm-hmm. There's probably more people per capita in in Canada playing. I mean, fuck, honestly, Minnesota, Michigan play parts of New York now, even Phoenix. My eyes have been way opened when it comes to hockey in the United States, so I don't want to diminish that. I'm just saying it probably helped. I often say here we are in Newfoundland. You know, we love playing baseball. I played baseball growing up, but New Brunswick would have the best teams, Nova Scotia, because they would go down and play in the main. They would play the Americans. And the competition was solid and always better but consistent right we would run out of teams to play and you're seeing the same picture four times or or you're seeing the same four pitchers all the time Uh, i know it's baseball but still you know that border and getting a chance to go over and play more hockey which is really interesting because robbie shrimp was my guest last week Mm -hmm. i had no idea you guys are from the same spot or close you played in syracuse junior crunch i want to ask about that i heard of the ontario provincial junior hockey league I had no idea Syracuse were in it, nor when I looked, not sure how it was then, but there's a hell of a lot of teams in that league. So was Syracuse junior crunch 
a continuation of what you were playing? Like, is Midget AAA a thing there? Did you go from yeah. Midget AAA crunch to the junior crunch, or was there a prep school in between? Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, like my dad and Tim Conley's dad and our coach, Don Kernan, who Shrempy talked about, they were kind of like the godfathers of New York hockey. And, you know, they had us up in Canada. Like you said, we had to go play Canada if we wanted to get better. They were the best players. You got to go to Toronto. Yeah, so as Jesus, we're, the uh, nucleus of the, the, the ground yeah. zero for the world. You're right yeah. there. So they figured that out, you know, that we had to be there if we wanted to get better. And as we were getting older, you know, kids from our team are getting grabbed to the New England prep schools. And then some kids are getting grabbed to the USHL where like our parents, they wanted us to stay in Syracuse. They wanted us to stay with Don Kernan. Yeah. So as we kept moving up, they kept finding ways like they made us a, a midget triple A team. And I think we played 15 tournaments in Canada that year as midget triple A. Nice. You know, we were, we were playing, we were always playing up a year. I was playing 78s. Conley was an 81 playing up 79, 78s. And then it got to the point, well, what are they going to do next? We don't want them to leave home too far to go to the USHL or they're not going to prep school. They don't play enough games. So they figured out to start this team in the Toronto Metro league. And uh, we, I played there two years before college. And that was and the Toronto league, that was the Iron League. They weren't associated with Canadian hockey. They were like a renegade league. Nice. So we had our own rules. Like we had 14, 15 year olds wearing half shields. It was two fights. Then you got kicked out of the game. It was holy complete. shit. This it sounds was, like the it, 70s. Like that's oh, the last it, thing I thought you were going to say. No, yeah, it was mayhem. I'll, I'll never forget. We were driving up on the bus. I'm 16 years old. Conley's 14 or 15. We had another 14 year old. And we had no tough guys. Like we didn't know there was tough guys. So we're about an hour away from Thornhill. And my, my father hands back like the stats from the, the league from the season before we find this guy on there, Steve Kanopka. He had 570 pims or something. Zanon's brother. And we're like, what is this? Like, Oh my God, like <laughs> this is nuts. So it gets worse. We get on the ice for warmups. This guy's in a half cage. Not a half shield, oh, a half God. cage. And we're like, oh my God, this is like terrifying. We're, yeah. we're, you know, we've been in some fights and midgets were dropping the gloves, ripping the masks off and going. And we had our bench clears and we, you know, we've been There's in motion. Yeah. yeah. But not a guy like that. And uh, yeah, needless to say, we got pumped pretty good on like on the scoreboard and in the fights that game. But, um, you know, that was kind of it. It was nothing worse than that game and that guy. <laughs> But uh, hey, that's foreshadowing. That's what pros about. I mean, that's a little yeah. much, a little early. But yeah, if you come I, out of it, yeah, you know, stronger. If you if you if you come out of it, you do learn something. And you know, I, I, guess I, I tell everybody, like, I came out of that league, and then I went to college, and it was like playing non-check league. Like, I had a mask back on. There was actually like there was no fighting. They couldn't jump me every game. Wow. It, it yeah. was so it you, made you my find, transition you learn, so easy. Yeah, and now you got more space. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was. Yeah, it was. And, and then sometimes in the summer, I'd go and play like these New England prep school kids after and we'd have tournaments and stuff. And that was like it was playing like peewee hockey. Like I just <laughs> I'm like, this is nothing. There's no 20 year old from the OHL trying to kill me. Like it was it was it was it was great. It was a great league. And that was two years. They were in a renegade league. And then eventually they joined the OP to, to become like a legit thing. And that's what Robbie played in. Interesting. And you're uh, OK. I see. I see the evolution yeah. of it because um, you're a couple of years older. So, yeah, um, Troy is RPI is located close to or in Troy, right? Yeah, it's in Troy. Wow. Yeah. So, so th- and I've known some players, a yeah. guy I played with in Freddie, Xavier Magic. There was probably a few more, but yeah, I, I remember, remember him. 
Yep. Yeah, I remember him telling me the stories. I've always been intrigued, but I've never been to Troy. Mm. So one of the schools that you aspire to go and, and Troy is only about 50, 75,000 people, right? Like, yeah, I, I know it's in a bigger area, but mm-hmm. um, and I'll tell you why. I had a pause for thought here. The reason is because I of all degrees, I have a folklore degree, but I went mm-hmm. back to school, folklore English. It's a B.A., right? So I went back to school and w- I did a woman's studies course mm-hmm. and I could have picked all these topics, but I picked Troy, New York, because I had I, I remember doing it. I wrote it down today. Kate Milani. I don't know if you ever heard that name or the Emma Willard School. Have you heard of those things? Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. I know my grandparents house was uh, two blocks from Emma Willard. Wow. Okay. so and the reason I'm saying it is because Emma Willard created a a girl's school that wanted to be equal to men. Like in the middle of the 1800s, this would have seemed insane. Uh, And Kate Milani, um, she started the first female union. I had to go back and look that up in 1864. But that's why. And I find it when I heard about Troy. I thought maybe it was like, you know, almost a million people just with so many things <laughs> that I researched. It, it must have been. And I guess it's right on the river, right? Right on the Hudson River. But there's a more famous person that's from here. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, besides her uh, and myself, of course. And I was going to say, know, Matt Merlin. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Uncle Sam, you know, the guy with the big hat. I want you. Yeah, he's he's from Troy. His name was Samuel Wilson. He was a meat packer in the army and. He, it's, he started stamping the meat U.S. and it became just like this whole thing. Oh, that's our it's our Uncle Sam sending us the meat. No. And, he, and that's he's all that propaganda. He was from Troy, New York. Interesting. And a lot of I've, I've, I've looked online back then when I did the, the, the paper. Right. And there's a lot of Victorian houses. Elizabethan isn't there. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to St. John's. You see that this part of the world, like you're not really that far from me. And back when there was no borders or no one, not like they are now, a lot of the same people ended up in the same areas, right? If you were to look all over New England, you would see a lot of, you know, it's a lot of European descent. And uh, anyway, yeah. so it's really familiar to me. I find it interesting. So RPI is right there. So right you there. Like from that. Syracuse Junior Crunch, you got to move away kind of your whole, you're the opposite of everybody else. You, yeah, exactly. you have to move as a minor hockey yeah. player. Yeah. And then you come home to play. How was that That's, experience for yeah. four years? And that's I start. I, I played away. We drove that drive for seven years. Then my junior and senior high school, I lived out there. I lived with a billet family my junior year, Timmy Conley, and then I had my own apartment my senior year. So my dream already was to to go to RPI. Like you know, I I grew up going to their games. I grew up going to their hockey school. Never dreamed I would ever get to play there. I thought maybe I could be a walk on someday. And as it went on, you know, I became the the big recruit and. It, wow. I went to Michigan. I went to Harvard. I looked at all those big schools and, but I, I had my heart set to, to play there. Number one, and to finally get back home, save my parents a few miles in the car for once. And uh, yeah, it worked out. I had a great time here. It was, it was an amazing experience. I'd say you scored a lot of points too. anybody uh, that we yeah. would know who'd you play with there. Um, yeah, some some guys that ended up playing the NHL. Brad Tapper ended up playing some games. Uh, Brian Pothier ended up having a great NHL career. Did Brad Tapper uh, play in the A for a while? Yep. Yeah, he uh, played NHL, AHL. A- NHL, yep. AHL. I, I know yep. that name. Yeah, I know yeah, that he's name. He's from Toronto, and he so came down here. Here you are. Like, I, I ask because when I played junior, it was comforting. I, You know, Damon Lankow, Brian Boucher were on my team. Surrey was on it for a bit. So, like... It's one thing to be playing that, you know, junior college, whatever. It's prep for NHL, right? So 
I found if someone's there that's taking the ride with you, it's a, it, you're sharing the experience and it's a lot because some people will go to a junior team or a college and they're, you know, I know you were a huge prospect, but there'll be no more, no other ones on the team. It's nice to share it with even from a young age, you're doing it with Tim Connolly and these guys. Yeah. Right. So you kind of had that whole way. It's a really unique road that you took. Now, what year was it that you and you were drafted when in uh, 2099, 99. OK, yep. 2001 or 2002 signed. Right. You were there. Yeah, I, I, I got drafted after my freshman year and then I signed after my senior year. OK, this, so uh, this was back when they they really didn't bring guys out of college early back then. And like now I would have lasted probably one year and I'd be they would yeah. give me an NHL spot right away. Yeah, it's wild how that's <laughs> it's happening. wild now. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and people saying, nah. I forget the guy with the Leafs, Leafs this year. They're like, we want to bring him in. We, we yeah. need you to play in the National Hockey League right now. Like, yeah. it's like, can you imagine no, being that age? I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, right now, they're yeah. important games, too. Ah, yeah. I think I'm going to stay well, back. That's, <laughs> well, that's what I, I even – I accelerated all my classes, assuming that when my senior season ended, I would be going right to the NHL or AHL. Yeah. And uh, Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre both missed the playoffs. So yeah. there was no need for that. And back then it would take a year off your entry level contract. Totally. These teams didn't have money back then. They never. Oh, no, we can't waste no. a year at league minimum. So it was, yeah, it was unheard. totally it's different. People, yeah. Yeah. People so. stayed back. I mean, it was the decision yep. back then. The anomaly was to to actually leave. Now. Yep. Now, if you're you know, if you're offered and your people treat it like junior, ah, you know, I'll, I'll yep. miss my 19 year old year back then. You got yep. your college. So what did you graduate in, by the way? Uh business management i got a minor in psychology holy it's, shit yeah, there's, but, some, there's some meat nah, on that bone no nah, but I, I started in civil engineering because my father is a civil engineer so i thought i wanted to do civil engineering and rpi is one of the top engineering yeah, schools in the, in the world. world and uh i got there after a few weeks and it's actually a good story and i kind of was learning like ah this is kind of weird i don't like this engineering it's a lot of math blah 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 but i go to class the first day and I get 50 pages to read in a two page paper. We had nine freshmen in hockey on our hockey team. I call the other eight freshmen. They're all up in the dorm playing beer pong. And they got girls over. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Uh, so I'm like, ah, whatever. I go the next day. I go to another class and I get the same kind of assignment. Read 50 pages, two page paper. I call them. They're partying again up there. I'm like, what is this? Like, what are these guys <laughs> doing? So uh, I, I lasted, uh, I think, a week or so or two weeks, and I switched over to management like the rest of the boys. Interesting. At what point? So and so you're going through Pittsburgh are keeping their eye on you. Were they constantly in touch for those three years, even though you hadn't signed or? No, no I never heard from them at all. I think maybe their head scout. I talked to my senior year after a game for maybe a couple minutes, but uh, no, there was no Pittsburgh was kind of late to everything, but there definitely wasn't development camps or anything like that with Pittsburgh, let alone any team back then. And so at, at what point in the year did you sign right at the end? Uh, I didn't sign until the summer. Yeah. Until okay. yeah, into the summer. And then the problem when back then they, they had, you, they had us by the balls. Like I, I could either sign what they offered me or I had to sit out a year of hockey. Like I could have went, I could have went to Europe maybe and played where now college guys have the complete opposite. We could, if it was me now, I could have just sat out to August and been a free agent. Yeah. And that's what all these college kids are doing now. And I yeah, would have had, I would, I would have had the world. I was all American. I had, I would have had the world by the balls. Instead, they have me by the balls yeah. and are like, well, 
this is what the guy drafted ahead of you got. This is what the guy drafted after you got. This is what you get. I'm like, but I had twice as many points as him in college. Like, what are you talking about? Like, give me, give me double of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm like your second rounder the year after yeah, we got, I know, got, right? got 800. Why am I only getting 400? Um, cause, <laughs> cause we own you. You can't do anything. I'm like, <laughs> fair we, enough. Cause we fucking own you. Take yeah, the, how about like, oh, this? That's good. Thanks. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. And I was like, yep. Okay. <laughs> Nowadays, these kids would have been like, fuck you. Like, they don't give a shit, but. Merles, you had a great Merle's fucking changed. year, your first year in the A, though. You come to him. By the yeah. way, those college stats yeah. are fucking astronomical. Last two years, 34, 32 games, 24 goals in each. Jesus, yeah. Merles. Yeah, um, I had mono my senior year, too, so I missed six games on that, too. Those, really those are some, yeah, All-American, no shit. Yeah. Um, I was good. I was good back then. Yeah, so my, go- my yeah my rookie year, Wilkes-Barre, was great. Um, Glenn, Pat- Glenn Patrick was my coach in... You know, it was the same thing. You start fourth line when you're a rookie. I started fourth line that year, battled, worked my way all the way up. And then um, by the end, I was on a line with Toby Peterson and Alexander Degg. And we Alexander Degg. I forgot yeah. he ended up there. Yeah, that early. Yep, the yeah, Dago. The Dago. Interesting. Well, we got that in common. Yeah. I had 21 my first year in the A as well. Oh, there you go. Um, but but I had a little bit more. You know, I was brought up as an 18 year old out of junior. I. I had a like you go right. And I, and I was signed earlier, right? As what? At yeah. 18 or 19, just the way it goes. So for you to come just after no camp and just jump right into camp and then the American League and do that. And you got 18 games. I didn't realize your very first fucking year. So. So one year. You're in Wilkes-Barre, you're, you're a rookie, you know, I guess what's the season, six or seven months. And then you got 18 games in the show the next year. And you snipe. Like, tell us about that. Yeah. But first of all, yeah. what was your experience with your first camp? Go back a little tiny bit. Um, my very first camp, I was I, I was I got injured kind of in the summer. I blew out my hip flexor. I injured it in uh, college and we were so stupid back then. We didn't know about rehabilitating. And I went through the summer working out. I started skating in August again and like I popped it out. So I had a tough camp my first year. But I got in an exhibition game actually in Albany. It was the first exhibition game. We played the Devils. Close to your home. You must have. Yeah. So so I had everybody there. I ended up scoring in the game. So it was like my first NHL game, but even though it was preseason. So that was cool. But I was kind of injured. Didn't do great. Um, Went down, had a great year. And then, but the next year I made the team out of camp. And I I kind of started third. That's not easy. Yeah. No, it was, I did great in camp. I, I had a ton of goals in the preseason games. I had a, I think I had a hat trick in the first like inner squad scrimmage too, where it just, then oh, you're that's just so good. Get you're beaming with confidence. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, all right, I'm the king of the camp right now for the young guys. And you're young and stupid. And you just, and I rode that and we get in there. I, I played, I, I was on the ice the first game of the season with the goalie pulled. I passed it over to Mario. We were down two nothing. Okay. Passed it to, passed it to Mario. I have my arms like this, you know, he's on the back door. Uh, he rings it off the post. Oh, God, the king. Still. Yep. The Kings pick it up, go the other end, score in an empty net. So we lose the game three, nothing. Two games later, I'm a healthy scratch. And three games later, I'm back in the minors. <laughs> Isn't that wild how that works? Wild. Though? It's, yeah, I, it I find it, it's almost dreamlike how. And, and let's just say he puts that in. Now, let's say you're the exact same player and the next shift, someone takes a shot and it bounces off your leg and goes in the net 20 year career or 10 years. (laughs) The way the way I got sent down, it was this stupid, stupid. The way that these people were so stupid back then. I was the young guy. I didn't have to clear waivers. 
So, oh, we have two. Somebody came back from injury. Oh, um, we're going to send you down because you don't clear waivers. We don't want to risk losing that guy. And it's like, I know exactly. Well, this. I, 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 yeah. And it was like, well, I'm better than him. And I have way more future than and you pick. This. You pick me. You're, you you yeah, fucking pick me as a top pick. So you then know? they sent they sent me down. And that's when uh, Michelle Terrian now was the coach down there. Oh, Jesus. That, well, and he, everything. Yeah. And he transformed me into uh, a totally different player in person than I was. So. He did that's, that for me, but that. in a negative way. Yeah. He did yeah, that's that what it was. Same, same oh, okay. I thought you yeah, meant like t- I, I fucking no, he, no, like I, I was him, but... I was offensive and yeah. like freewheeling and you know t- talking and cocky a little bit. And he's like, talking if you're ever gonna man. play in the NHL, you're gonna have to be a penalty killer and a defensive forward. And he hated that shit. I bet he he hated. Yeah. I I'd sit. I'd celebrate after a goal. He'd sit me out. I'm going what? Yeah. What the fuck, yeah. Merles? I've told this before, yeah. but. Without getting right into it, like he called me in for a meeting once and he didn't say anything. He just lit up a dart and he smoked it. And then he said, get the fuck out. I'm like, uh, I come out of there. I said, did this just happen? I'm talking to guys and they're like, oh, that's that's just my guy. And they're laughing. Yeah. I'm going, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I've never been treated like that in my life by a teacher, by a, a principal, <laughs> by a coach, by a GM, by nobody. This guy is an authority. Anyway, without getting into it, I really, really, yeah. really didn't get along. I would have loved to be anywhere else but that brainwash fucking two years that I spent under him go out and be a soldier I fucking lead the American League and five I'm a middleweight I'm not <laughs> but holy fuck and giving me the tap to go do it and ah, then you know yeah. oh you're out tonight you're a healthy Mike come on I had two goals last game is it because I celebrated Mike is it because I celebrated <laughs> after the second goal and then just get out of my office anyway that must I have been a few tough. meetings with them but then I learned how to deal with them and like I, I played well how did you deal with I, I, yeah Okay. I, I, I understood like my parents had me, they had me ready for it. They're like, you know what he's going to be like. And yeah. so yeah. I just, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and kind of, and then that year we, like I did third line role with him and PK, we went all the way to Calder cup finals and we had a good relationship. And then the next year was the lockout. So we're all stuck there anyway. And I had a really good year. I ended up playing on the first yeah. line, yeah. but just, pen, but no power play, just penalty kill. Cause he was like, this is how you'll be in the NHL. And I, I was like, well, whatever, like, I don't care. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to get the NHL. I don't. Yeah. So that's what happened. And I, I mean, I made the team the next year out of camp, same thing. I made it. Edzo got fired and uh, Michelle came up as the, as the coach. So I was God. right back to like fourth line. This is the exact yeah. same thing. Now I'm not the exact yeah. same thing happened to me. Now this is the, th- and again, I, I forgive him. He was the way she goes. He was, yeah, a I don't. Was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's totally. Yeah. So I don't want to say this in a way of, you know, 20 years later, like like people getting in like Babcock and Hartley's grill. Like, oh, look, no, no, that's the way things were, by the way. That's how and it was. Yeah. Michelle was trying to be a successful coach. I will give you. I don't think he was being malicious. Like, I hate Terry Ryan and nobody else. I think that was just it. And he definitely wanted to be, you know, he didn't want anybody upstaging him in the room. And I was loud and I was, you know, yeah. comedy. So I get that. But here's the thing. And if I saw him, I would honestly shake his hand. But when he would tell me that, you know, he would say the same. This is the way you're going to be in the NHL. I'd be like, well, I did have like 50 in junior. Like, I, you know, I picked in the first round. Like, I, I don't know if that's what the GM was saying. He was telling me that. So I was doing it. But I wish had my, had my time back. I just would have said, can we all get together and have a chat? Like, it was so like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Like, it was so black and white. Yeah, whereas, you, you couldn't do that back then. Like, because no. you're like, if I say something then I'm going to I'll get sent to the East Coast League. Yeah, like I'm exactly. gonna get all I'll get all the way sent down. T- totally, totally, right? You're yeah, you're so. exactly right. Um, but you know, I, I didn't handle it the most mature. The point is I forgive him, but I really didn't like yeah, him as a coach. I, I 
I, I, he was such a smart coach and he got yeah. us to those in those playoff rounds. I, I tell people all the time, he would make these adjustments that I'd never seen. He was unreal at this. Great, stuff. great at that. Just his oh, ego got in the way, coach. but he was a great fucking coach. great coach. But, but, I totally agree. Now, listen, listen, in this time. So you, you are up and down in the national hockey league for 0304 to 0708. You come across, yeah. you happen to play in the meaty part of the fucking bone mm-hmm. with the Pittsburgh Penguins that include Mario Lemieux mm-hmm. and Sidney Crosby. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? What a time to be a Pittsburgh Penguin. I don't know if there's a better time in their history. And you played with both players. I, I, I don't want to say, like, how was that and be so yeah. general? But I mean, both players are special. How did it feel for you? And are they what we all would expect? Are yeah. they special? Yeah. And, you know, they're both for me, they're both different. When I got there, Mario is the older guy and he's just Mario. I have his poster. I have his starting lineup figure. And I'm sure you've heard before, like when he would walk around, you, you kind of just feel like him walking around. Like he's just, he's got an aura around him. And, yeah. Okay. And, and, uh, but he was so nice to me. He was, like, he would always include me in everything. He would invite me to come sit next to him at lunch. You oh. know, um, he would call me and Bugsy Malone to the back of the bus or back of the plane, play cards with him. Like he loved hearing the stories and being with the young guys. He was great to me. Um, besides missing that one shut pass, I, I did give to him. You know? That's good to hear though. He's one of my favorites ever, probably my favorite yep. to watch. So I, I, I like it, hearing from it, people that actually yeah. played with him versus a reporter. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. And I remember like one time I had to get like a Jersey sign for somebody. I felt so weird. I'm like, Oh, like Mario, can you sign this? I felt so weird. He is such a legend, but he's like, Oh yeah, whatever. You want more stuff signed? I'm like, Oh, this guy's the best. And uh, yeah, he was awesome. And then Sydney was a rookie when I was there. So you guys must have like, to me, I would look at Lemieux like a father figure, but you must be like bunnies with Crosby. You're coming in at the same time. Yeah. Well, I was older at this. So I'm like 26, I think now when Crosby's coming. So I was, I was kind of like, I was the guy in the middle. There's there's Mario and his buddies, but now there's Crosby and a couple other young guys, but I'm, I'm matured. Like I'm a college guy. So I'm a little older, but I'm still like a young hooligan, you know? So I, 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 I could play with both sides of it and kind of be like the middle ground for, for the whole team. What a great time, time of and, your life. Uh, yeah. So then they end up putting me with Crosby on the road and uh, we, I had to show him a few things, how to empty the mini bar. And, you know, like <laughs> I, I get the remote I'm the older guys. Yeah, so I nice. taught him a, a few things like that. I love that you pulled rank with yeah. Sidney Crosby because that's yeah. the way it is in hockey. I <laughs> yeah. say to people, we're very humble, but there is a pecking yeah. order. And yep. I'll often tell the story like or, or any story about eating last or having to pick up pucks. And people are like offended. I go, no, no, I was cool with that. I yes. was very, very, very cool with that. That's the way it goes. Yep. So, how- yeah, he's Sydney was awesome. Like and he was he was just like a young kid trying to learn. But you knew right away there's something about this guy. It's like he was so driven. He's 18 years old. I'm 26, 27. And somehow I wanted to show up every day my best to impress him mm. not to impress mario or you know one of these older it was to impress Sidney crosby like he just somehow the way he talked and carried himself you want it to be your best version of yourself for him because all he ever talked about was winning and greatness and he his leadership was wow. better than his hockey skills i absolutely so, love to hear that yeah um I think leadership, I can't believe I'm saying it because it always used to be one of the number one attributes, but people are starting to forget how important that is. And that's off the ice. It's on the ice. And a lot of these great players, 
I, I love Connor McDavid. I hope he goes on to have an unreal career, but I think people are forgetting here how hard it is to actually win. And in the same era of 32 teams, I mean, I can see back when there was six Crosby's win. He's won. He's won on every level and he's done it multiple times. And that's not easy, but the stories you're telling me, this makes sense. Right. One plus one is two and good leadership plus an unbelievable one of the world's best talents ever will succeed. And and I I had a great story. I was in Switzerland at the time. We were watching the U.S. Canada Olympic gold medal game. I was with Stacy Roost, an old NHL guy. I remember he played in medicine Manhattan junior. I played against. Yeah, he was. And uh, he was there with his family. We had a couple other imports over. We're watching the game and Crosby hadn't done much that whole Olympics. And the whole time, everybody's kind of on him. Like, Crosby, what are you going to show up? Like, guys, what he's doing in that locker room and away from the rink is more important than he'll ever do on that ice. Which like nobody his sees. Le- nobody sees. And he, he just makes you want to be great. And and then, of course, he ends up scoring the gold medal winner. Like, I don't even know. Like, and I was like, yeah, of course he did. Like, of course he did. Like, if I was a betting man, you know, well, I would have had it. <laughs> if there was the Barstool Sportsbook back then, I would have. How I'd did, be retired off of that. How did you get into that, by the way? Like, I know, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't mean gambling. I mean, yeah. people gamble. You're into sports. Yeah. Chances are you're at the back of a bus and you start, <laughs> whether it's cards or games yeah. or fucking which car is going to drive down the road. I get the gambling. <laughs> but you became somewhat of an expert and now you work for Barstool. So how did that all? Yeah, so Wit, I, uh, I, I roomed with Wit a few years in Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre, and then we continued our friendship as we split around, and we always stayed good friends. And, you know, he blames me for teaching him how to gamble and all that stuff. So um, <laughs> I, it was, I think it was right when kind of Barstool got bought by Penn National. They had mm-hmm. to start doing a little more stuff on gambling. And, you know, Biz was so busy with a million things he's doing. And, you know, Whitney, yeah. he don't want to do any more work. <laughs> So <laughs> they, they said, you got to start doing some more. Ga- they needed to start doing some more gambling stuff. And uh, I think Wit like raised his hand. Like, I know a guy. I know. I, a went, guy. I know a guy. So he just asked me if I wanted to start helping RA out with the gambling, send some picks in some blogs and stuff, just totally free, just kind of just for fun and see what happens. And so I was doing that a couple of winters ago while I was coaching some kids hockey. And the one day I tweeted out about a European hockey game. And cause I knew, I know those leagues I played in all of them. I knew a lot of guys still playing and the team won like eight to nothing. So I, my Twitter started going crazy. Just, I only had a few thousand followers at the time Yeah, and they all go nuts over this eight, nothing win I gave them. And then that night I do the spit and chicklets NHL like blog, yeah. you know, and the next day everybody's all over us. Give us another European pick. So I, I find another game in like Finland and they win six, nothing. So now the internet's going crazy. Like now I've gone from like 3000 to 6,000 and then I start doing the chicklets and it just grew into this crazy thing and got well, really I, good I at did. it. And then I'm, I'm not surprised yeah. because yeah. it's one thing to get people interested, but show people the money and they'll get interested right well, off the bat. <laughs> yeah. And you're over there immersed. I'm interested. <laughs> I know all the leagues, but I lose track. I mean, you're over here and you're a pro hockey player. You got buddies yeah. over there, but you still lose track, but you got your finger on the pulse. Oh way over where nobody else yeah. is right when well, no one else is doing it yeah well that's the thing is nobody else like you go online yeah at twitter you can find guys giving out their nhl stuff and blah 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 yeah. but the european i was i i'm pretty sure i was first one on twitter giving I out think. those picks and the best part about it was that in the u.s there's no games going on right now during the morning and the afternoon so the people ate it up 
you know, at, at night there's NBA, there's NHL, there could be NFL, but during these days, during the week, there's nothing, but that's prime time in Europe. We got all sorts of leagues going over there and it just, it filled people's days at work. They were on the computer checking the scores or watching the games and it, well, it I just was, blew up and it was I'll great. You, I, I skate three times a week, just a middle of the afternoon and people start coming back now from pro and from junior and everything, right? As, as playoffs go further and further and, a lot of seasons end, whatever league you're in around the world. So a lot of the boys come back. And I was in the room the other day, and one of them, we got a lot, all kinds of buddies over playing in Europe, right? Yeah. So one guy was like, it's so hard to follow. Another one said, just go Matt Murley. He goes, put some money down on it, and just, just it automatically you have to follow these teams. So anyway, it's in my little dressing room in yes. St. John's, Newfoundland. Three people yes. brought that up. All right. And I, I think there's something to it. Um, so this year, yeah, I could talk to you for three hours, but I want to get to certain <laughs> things. This year, you decide to make a comeback. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're part of it because uh, we were at the Chicklets Cup out there. Yeah. Which I got. I I had no idea what I was getting into out there with you guys. Holy cow, you guys are good. Yeah, but you know what? Well, um, we play a lot of. But that's what we do. We've been playing yeah. ball hockey for yeah. so long. It's it's something here, and then you know a lot of us play on the national team. But there's a whole yeah. thing to it. It's like lacrosse in your area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like exactly. it's, it's it's big. And sometimes when I say I play ball, people think it's all on the side of the road. But we do play an organized. But when you were saying that down there, I didn't know you were talking about coming back and playing. I, 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 I just don't know. I didn't realize you well, were serious yeah. or, or what level you were going to play division two in Sweden. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, good fucking league. No, it's 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 all right. Um, so I went there. I didn't even I didn't even show up with a jock and shin pads. I play against you guys. I, I kind of I didn't even bring Grinelli gave me a stick with no tape on it. Like I, I was kind of like kind of embarrassed about how I wasn't prepared to play and, but we were playing, it got so competitive and then we lost and it really got my competitive juices going. I went back to Sweden after the five day bender in Vegas, we had yeah. did not feel good. I flew 22 hours back. So I'm laying on the couch. I'm hung over. I'm exhausted. My feet are beat, beaten up. I'm like, what happened to me? I used to be an athlete, you know? Yeah. And my wife happened to run into uh, one of the coaches of this team's wife at the grocery store. And they said they had a bunch of injuries and they could barely hold a practice. So the coach was my friend. So I texted him said, Hey, Monson, like uh, I heard you need some players for practice. And he's like, yeah, he's like, come tomorrow at five 45. I'm like, wow, oh, this is, this is good. I need to go get a sweat. I got to sweat out this Vegas. You know, I got, I got I to get in shape. Four day hangover. So I, so I figure I like do, they had practice Monday, Thursday. I'm like, I'll do the two practices a week. It's great for me. So I go to the first practice and I'm like, Ooh, I feel pretty good. Like yeah. for jet lag, a five day bender in Vegas, like this feels good. And he goes, how'd you feel? I'm like, I feel great. He goes, yeah, you look pretty good. He goes, you're going to play tomorrow. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, we got a game tomorrow. Don't worry. It's the worst team in the league. You're going to play. Uh, all right. <laughs> if I can be like 13th forward and maybe just like power play, that'll be all right. He goes, no, no, no. First line power play penalty kill. Holy like, fuck. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Monson. But if I give you like this one, like, like I'm done. Like I hit the wall. That'll be it. So go to the game. I should have scored on the first shift. Like I was wow. wide open. Oh my God. This, this kid gives me a pass, like perfect pass. I blew it. And but anyway, I ended up scoring later in that game. I think I had a couple assists. The team wasn't very good, but I was like, wow, I feel great. Yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna feel horrible tomorrow, right? Nope. I wake up on the Wednesday, I feel great. And the rest was history. I end up going to practice the next day, playing on the other Friday. And I, I never got really tired or sore. And 
I felt better than when I retired. Point of game. Point of game. Yeah. Over yeah, a point I, of game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the strongest league. Um, it's still it's I, Sweden. I wasn't great. Yeah, it was good. Like it's a lot of young guys flying around. I I took a couple hits, which. Or I went like, online. I looked. It's definitely it's it's good hockey. There's a lot of yeah. people out there that either are, are going to play some level of junior or pro. Mm-hmm. Some people that already have. I know it's a, it's more locals than anything, but it, it really, really. I, I'm impressed that you came back after that many okay. years, man. You're in your 40s. You do look great, but still, it's it's fucking impressive. Um, and listen, I, I I could go over your European. Okay. I I got some. I got about 15 minutes left. <laughs> maybe maybe you can come back on at some point in the playoffs, give us some of your thoughts and we can yeah, go over your sure. European stuff. Cause I want to get to Asia and everything, but I have rapid fire randoms. I have a okay. bunch of uh, quick questions to ask before you go. Are you good for that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted you- to mention too, that cause I was, I listened to the shrimpy podcast. He was oh. number 90, 99. So I'm happy to be your 100th episode. Ah, beautiful. Like so you, yeah, I, I, like I always that. assume people don't listen. There's yeah, so much I, to do. I, I, I take so no I offense. I appreciate that. I'm your hundredth, hundredth episode. It's kind of a big deal. It is kind. Of, yeah. There you go. Well said. Kind of a big deal. And, and I mean, I and big deal selects Chicklets Cup registration open today. So it's another coincidence. Beautiful. So that uh, means where, where I, I we will see you again soon, right? You'll find your way there in some form uh, or another. Uh, I will be at the Chicklets Cup in Buffalo. That's for sure. Beautiful. We'll talk. Yes. We'll talk. I'm yes. going a few days early. You're going to a concert. We'll talk after this. Oh, all right. All right. OK. Are you ready, Matt Murray, for rapid fire randoms? Yes, I am. Here we go. Hockey fans feel the action like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Would you go into space if given the opportunity no i am i am not good with the heights and everything pick an nhl player you you right now here we are we're going to go we're going to go to a yankee game cole's pitching (laughs) and uh you got to pick any nhler to get up there and get a bat on the ball put it in play doesn't have to get on base but bat on the ball Ball. Let's say he's throwing only fastballs. Who do you pick to go up yeah. there? It's got to be Joe Pavelski, right? He's the best tipper in the game, I think. So Joe Pavelski, Joe is Pavelski. A I, yep. I don't know if ball. he's a baseball player, but yeah. But bat on ball. Better. Great pick. Would you switch an arm with a leg, any arm, any leg? For a private no. island, a private jet, and $7 million a year for the rest of your life? <laughs> no, I didn't. be tough. Lot. That's a weird one, but certainly weird. But you got yeah. a lot of money, but I mean, fuck, imagine a leg yeah, coming my... out of your shoulder would be really yeah, weird. An arm coming yeah. out of your hip. Yeah, that's. Nah, I'm 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 happy with it, this so far, and I'll find another way to make that seven million a year. 
True enough. Well, you're on the right track now. Favorite team outside of hockey? Uh, Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia, baby. Which says so much more. It, that That's a deep dive right there. Uh, if you're a Cowboys or a Buffalo fan. Hairless the rest of your life and a hook for a hand. Okay, so you're... The rest of your life, you have to be hairless. I guess you can put on a wig like that guy in Arrested Development. You can make eyebrows or whatever you're going to do. But you're hairless the rest of your life. And you have a hook for a hand. But you're going to get paid $5.4 million a year no matter what. If you, No matter what, you're set. You can't blow it. It's set. It comes in every year, $5.4 million. <laughs> Well, now that I'm married, got a kid, it's starting to – I could maybe suck it up and then set them up. You I can could. still drink. I, I, I can still drink beer with the hook, right? Very. All these answers yeah. are very logically yeah. thought out. Sounds yeah. like you got with a psychology, or what's your degree? <laughs> your degree is business management. The minor in psychology. Yeah, minor you know, in sports. Psychology. Sports psychology professor. Still unbelievable. That, I've never. I wouldn't. Think buddy of ours. Anybody that goes to RPI goes <laughs> there to get a psychology, but you continue to amaze me. <laughs> Superpower. What would it be? Um. It's actually not even because of all the travel I've been doing recently is, is to be able to just fall asleep on like contact, like push your nose and you fall asleep. And that'd be a superpower I need. I need to, I don't sleep on these flights. And it's, when you're coming back from Vegas or uh, any of these other trips with the chicklets guys, I need sleep. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, my friend. <laughs> Some of these questions, I'd say a third of them I ask every time, and that's one of them, and I've never heard that answer. It's logical. 99% flying or invisibility, which makes sense. Yep. Right, but you're just kind of thinking of superheroes. You thought of something that you just, you know what? Fuck flying around like Superman. It's been done. I need to go to sleep. I need to put I want to sleep. That is just a great answer. I don't know, but it's my favorite. Pittsburgh Penguins got to change their name. What do they change it to? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, Pioneers came out. Um, I think it would have to be a peer. But I mean, I, I've been ripping on this Cleveland team, the Guardians. I don't even know what that means. Oh, the other day, they were uh, like the Guardians are, are, yeah. are, uh, are oh. into it. It, it. There's conflict with the Yankees fans. I'm like, the yeah. Guardians. Yeah, I didn't it's... realize. I just no, I didn't either. I'm like, so that's brutal. So I, I don't think I would Ooh. go with Pioneers. I kind of like when it's. An Pittsburgh Pioneers, or, though, sounds better because it, it's at least Pittsburgh. it's alliteration. Yeah, something with a P that's, you know, Pirates is already gone. Pandas, I don't know, but. This is good, though. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like Pioneers a lot more than Guardians. Cleveland yeah. Guardians. It doesn't even. Guardians, no. Oh. You know, like if, if it was Greenville Guardians or it's, alliteration. Yeah, at least yeah, yeah alliteration. something. That's what I think. That's what yeah. I. It's so weird. That's why I like Pioneers. Okay. All right. You don't like heights, neither do I, but. You're offered $43 billion to do this. You got to jump, get to the top of the CN Tower or pick a building. I don't know, the Empire State Building. And those, you know, those suits that you can just jump off a mountain and fly in? Yeah, yeah, a squirrel suit or something. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. So <laughs> those work. So you know you're going to live. But and it's $43 billion. Yeah. I mean, you'd be one of the richest people in the world. Could you take that step to jump off the building? I, I know I couldn't. Yeah. I know I couldn't. You could give me. Yeah, I, I think I could for that kind of money and know that everybody you, in my everybody in my life is set up for good. You know right? what? Do I still get it. Even if I die, does everybody get to somebody? You're else not going to die. I just. <laughs> yeah, they get set up. I Like for me, it, 
if if I if the original platform, if I looked down and all I saw Oof. was like three feet or three stories below me, like it was if I could just graduate, like if I could jump there and then come out over and look down, <laughs> I'm already into it then. But yeah. I don't think I could jump off the side of the Empire State Building, even knowing I had that on. Yeah, it's, there's there's something a mental tick. Um, your favorite video game ever? Oh wow! I had uh, the I had the original Nintendo. Uh, I love that Mar- original Mario Brothers. Um, Loved it. But probably the game I played the most was the Sega Genesis Hockey. You know, <laughs> when too. there's I, me and my brother, we would play that for hours. And yeah. I love my favorite story about that is we would be playing against each other. And if a fight broke out on the screen, we would drop the remotes and we would start, we would start going classic so, brotherhood. Uh, uh, so much fun. And like that, that game will always be remembered. Then you could hit the guys and the blood would come out and then they got rid of that. It was the first, those, I, those I'm, I'm a few awesome. years older than you, but yeah. I remember going from Nintendo. Well, I, I was old enough to have Atari and it was literally just a ball bouncing around or a puck. And then it went to, to Nintendo, which was a little bit better. Blades of Steel was. It's, uh, they had the good fights, too. They did. They had, just stand back great, and throw. Stand back and chuck them. Yeah. And then to me, Sega Genesis came in with hockey and it was just unbelievable. It was it, yeah. it was closer to like what we know of now than it was to the original. Atari. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. And me and my buddy played every day. Yeah. Um, just great memories. Um, OK, so. You can either you're going to make the same amount of money. So that's not an object. That's not an option. This is for enjoyment. You're offered to play the next Superman in the Superman DC comic series movie or tour with ACDC. Or let's just uh, say in this world, they want you to play the bongos. You can. Yeah, I want to. I want to be on. The, I want to be on the tour. I, I, I love the musicians like their schedule. They're bouncing around to all the best cities in the world. Can you, you, you can have a oh, you can have a few cocktails and still play. You know what's funny? I talked to an actor f- a few years ago, and it was well, Alan Hawko. He's he play, he play, he's in the new uh, God Jack Ryan series. He he played in Canada. Those listening from Canada, Jake Doyle on Republic of Doyle for years. He's been in a bunch of shit. But anyway, he because we're used to the fans going crazy when we play hockey, right? Like I really enjoy it. it's a goal or a fight or even a hit or or a melee. You know, you, you kind of speak in, even if it's subconscious, you're feeding off that energy. Mm-hmm. If you're Jim Cuddy often tells me a musician, he goes, there's lots of parallels. You come out there and you're feeding off the energy a little more obvious and direct. So being a rock star, I think, would be next level. But when I asked the acting, I never really thought about it. But Hawk is like, I never do that acting. Like, I don't know what that feels like. I might be in the limelight, but people are going to see it individually in groups of three or four or five all over the world. So you don't really get that rush of energy. Yeah which I never really thought yeah, of. So I think that. knowing what I know, I would like to do the tour with ACDC as well. It'd be nice to be Superman, but every night going out there and just playing, uh, people go crazy. New city. Then you're, you, you can have, you can booze. You don't have to worry about remembering your lines. And yeah, you're right. You're just, you're just rocking, but you are an actor now. Aren't you in RA I, coming up on Shorzy? Yeah, we're coming up on Shorzy. <laughs> I, I got, I what I do, Merle's. I, I keep seeing it coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's coming May May thirteenth, May twenty seventh right. on Hulu, but uh, in the states May May thirteenth here on Crave. Oh, but, nice. Uh, All right. I work like I'm. I do. I work on crew, right? So mm. I've done acting stuff before, but it's been a stunt or a day or two here and there. Like you might be in an episode, you know, really background characters, nothing like this. So this was like every day going and like remember all your lines and everything. Just this was ten times every day what I what I normally do. Yeah. I'm on the crew. 
you know, I, I work in the industry, but I'm on the crew. So no, I don't get to see like what it feels like to be Superman or ACDC, <laughs> <laughs> but this, who knows, maybe after this, um, you have to eat only fish for a year. Okay. As protein, you can eat other things. Um, for a new car every three months, would you do it? Fish. Uh, I mean, I love fish. I don't, I love seafood. Like scalps is probably my favorite thing in the world. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big guy for the filet of fish, even from McDonald's wild. Me too. I was talking to Shrempy. He's into fish. He said his big thing would be lobster. I'm going, wow. Like I'm uh, into it too, but there, there's another reason that your folk and my folk are similar. It's the same people I'm telling you. And you live on the water for fuck's sake. But, um, I'm not really big into cars, so I'm, I'd be happy. I'm happy with just my one truck I have. So sell it for money. I, 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 I don't know. I, I like, I like eating everything, especially by living in Europe now, you kind of miss out on a few things. So like when I get back here to Troy, I like, I got to go for these Buffalo wings. We have the best like Buffalo wings and you know, it's certain stuff like that. So I, I need that stuff. So I, how would I a Buffalo wing be or a cheeseburger in what part of Sweden are you in? Um, I'm in northern Sweden in Sundsvall. I mean, you know where Vasteros is? Vasteros, yep. I used to go there in the summers, two summers in a row for two months. I would go there and train. Oh, all right. Yeah. So there's like, um, there's a sports bar chain around Sweden, O'Leary's. I don't know if there's one in Vasteros or not, but they have wings. They're good wings. They come with blue cheese, which is important, but they're, it's not like the buffalo sauce. It's more of like a barbecue sauce. Okay. So. I need my Troy wings. I want them crispy. I want a lot of, I want the medium sauce, you know? So if I was to ask you, then one of these questions is what your, would your death row meal be? Death row meal. Um, Something over here. Americanized. Yeah. Like I said, I like the scallops. I mean, uh, if I had to answer, I like I when scallops. I was, when I was in the NHL, I, I got the same meal every time it was the night before the game. You get the shrimp cocktail, Caesar salad, and then the ribeye steak. So that was always my favorite. Would it matter where? That would probably know, uh, be in Pittsburgh. Mort's is big yeah. in Pittsburgh. Morton's or Capitol <laughs> Grill, any of those. You know, they're all like those hero yeah, steakhouses that, yeah. that I can't that I can't afford to go to anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I forgot. I, <laughs> after hockey, I go back into Mort's and I'm like, oh yeah, Jesus uh, Christ! Ooh, Credit like, card well, game, anybody? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How many yeah. fish burgers have you ever eaten? Wow. A thousand. Um, my first job ever was at a Ted's fish fry. It's like a local chain here. I worked at the batting cages and ice cream shop, but we got free lunch every day and it would always be a fish fry. So, Interesting. Uh, a lot th- of people thousands, thousands. And like I said, I love the flay of fish. I get every time I go to McDonald's fucking unreal. Me too. Merle's. Yeah, we got way it. more in common I than I it. thought. Yeah. Way more. Um, Okay, well, so, if I wasn't if I wasn't so tired and injured the whole time in Vegas, we could have talked some more. But I, know. <laughs> I know we had so much going on. Oh, but we man. will next. We'll really That's get what, to know- nobody. Nobody believes it. Like I tell my wife, like, oh, I'm out there and like we're so busy. And she's like, what do you mean? You're out there with your buddies playing hockey drink. I'm like, yeah, but it's like a million things going on. And you got to talk to everybody. You're doing interviews and the camera guy's hooking you up. Then you got to go to this thing. Got to go shower. And Constant. all of a sudden, it's o- all of a sudden it was over. Uh, and how about that? I still got, bri- I heard you talking about your toes. That happens in ball hockey, right? Oh man. That's why sometimes I put even mine, like my, I have two on one side and one on the other that the bruise isn't gone yet. And your toe, yep. do you have that? A, yeah. And the one nail just fell off. I was down in Florida <laughs> last week and the other one's coming off any day now. Yeah, so. I know. 
I heard you talking about it. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I should have yeah. said all this at the beginning. I showed up. I didn't have a cup. I didn't have shin guards. Oh, oh, I can't imagine my, playing with no cup or shin guards. I know. Then I saw you guys all getting dressed. I started panicking. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Oh, no. And then, like, that screwed up my whole weekend. Like, I, I was like, I, I was so scared. Oh, so, you don't want to uh, block that thing with no. No, no I mean, it's, no, it's I'm, I'm ready puck, this but... time. I'm, I'm going to have the real shin guards. I'll have my <laughs> cup. I'll have my own pattern stick. I'm going to be ready this time. Okay. So a plane goes down in this hypothetical world and you got to do this. You got to eat one of these guys. Do you eat Witter, Granelli, Biz, or RA? It's like a live. Like the plane <laughs> went down. You got to pick one. It's morbid, Jeez. but whatever. In this hypothetical world, yeah. you've got to eat one of them. So there's Jeez. who has the most meat on the bone. Who do you want? Do you want lean meat? Do you want meat that's not doesn't have any drugs or poison in it? Well, I don't think I can get any without drugs or poison in <laughs> yeah. that crew. <laughs> oh man i think i gotta go with granelli he's younger and i think he's a little better I think, uh i think his meat than the other three yeah his meat would be choice meat yeah wouldn't it it would be choice uh, meat yeah. on sundays the rest of your life you try to talk but words don't come out it's an animal noise which animal do you pick oh man well, I, I've had a lot of Sundays in my life where I can't speak and I'm just laying on the couch in a ball, yeah. um, sucking my thumb. Um, I know my favorite animal is a koala bear. I don't even know what sound they really make, but I just always mm. loved koala bears. I don't even know if they talk or make any That's another sounds. But, great answer. Koala bears are a great little animal. Underrated animal. Yeah. Yeah. Looks really yeah. cute. I'm not sure if it'd eat you or not. I don't think no, so. I went to Australia once and you got to hold one. I had a picture with him holding on to me. I don't think he really said much. They're herbivores, then I think. I don't think gonna... they eat meat. Maybe I'm wrong. No, there's, they're eating the, yeah. the certain bamboo. tree. Bamboo, bit. is it? I forget. No, if I heard it, I think I'd know it. I should know this if it's my, I'm going to come on here and say it's my favorite animal. Mm, have you I, did do a, I did a report on that at some point in my life. Another uh, interesting answer, you know, yeah. most people would say dog or cat or something easy. Yeah. Koala bear is very fucking specific yeah. and psychology major yeah. or minor. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Surfing? No, I never surfed before. Have I've you ever skied, skydove? No, I I used to talk a big game that I would do it, but I don't see myself doing it. I couldn't. Same thing. I couldn't jump off the building. I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't. For the right out. for the right money, I would definitely do it, though. Well, I would still have to knock myself out. Yeah, <laughs> You're like Mr. T in eighteen. You know that you know team building drills. Yep. Um, that they do like wherever fall backwards. We did one to do with heights in Dallas, and I had to have someone come and rescue me. Oh, that's not good. No joke. I was the last yeah. one to go. I knew I couldn't do it, and I well, clung to the pole. I started hyperventilating. Tears might have come out. Someone had to come up and fucking rescue right. me. That's that's well, what that, I mean. That, that's how I found out about my heights because I thought I was a big like I wasn't yeah. worried about it in San Antonio. We did the team building. We went six stories up yeah. on a fire training thing and we did the rope down. Yeah, I forget what it's called. And I end up doing it, but it took me a while to, to trust the rope and get my second leg over there. Not and a that's how I, yeah. And ever since then, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a big heights guy. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, you have to fire someone. OK, so whatever it is, you've got a business. Let's say this takes off and you've got, you've got, uh, buildings all over. So the one in your, let's say you come back to Troy, New York, there's a bar stool, online betting and a horse track. You <laughs> threw in a horse track. You're, you're big wheeling. Now you don't need the 7 million a year because you're making 11 million a year at this point. This is three years from now, but you got to fire somebody. You don't even really want to, they're not a bad person, but you got to fire them. Now, while you're firing them, you've got to eat, Either a lollipop, a spaghetti, lobster, or cake. 
Which one do you pick? Because each one would probably be pretentious or ignorant for its own reason. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't really yeah, be. Yeah, I, like anyway. I feel like the lollipops are really bad one. That would be the worst. I, yeah. I actually have a buddy. He uh, got sent down to the miners. And at the time, the GM, he put his feet up on the desk and put potato chips on his shirt like this. <laughs> And sat sat there and ate potato chips. It's like, yeah, we're gonna send you down to the miners. Unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah. That, um, was, he, I, that was with the Islanders. You guys can figure it out. Um, which who the GM was. Yeah, but I, I thought I, that I, I thought that was pretty uh mean. I certainly and that doesn't surprise me one bit. I have a story. Oh, yeah, about I don't know. Period. I just feel like the lollipop's a little easier to come in and out, but I can see how I would kind of look like that islanders gm that well like that. lobster you're like dining with your fingers with a bib on that might look worse cake you know let them eat cake spaghetti i, I mean i don't know yeah. It's your pick. yeah i would go the lollipop it just seems less messier if he throws it at me or you know either one's stuff. gonna look bad right yeah yeah they all I, bad. I started with lollipop because it but it, they all look terrible i think <laughs> i think lobster might look the worst okay we're almost at the end my friend you change one rule in hockey um, I'm really getting annoyed with these offsides with the goals and stuff. I would, I would take it cause I'm a gambler. So I see a goal and I'm like, yes. And then it's like, oh no, it's offsides. Like one, I, if you want to keep it, they got to throw the flag like instantly. Like I don't want some nerd in the back of the video down to this little millimeter, you know, doing it. And my other problem with it, as I know for sure, these refs are just when it, it, it's close, they're waving it off. Yeah. Now the play goes in there. What if a guy takes a penalty now? We're not challenging the offsides on those. So no. that's a that's a huge part of the game. If a guy takes a two-minute tripping penalty, and it was probably offsides, but the guy waved it off because he's like, ah, oh, if they score, the video will fix it. Yeah. So that's, a, I think, a major problem. That's actually a new point I never thought of. Yeah. So if the, yeah. If the goal is – if the goal still lives and dies by the offsides, so should the yeah. cross-check. Yeah, exactly. So right? like and that right. guy, yeah, that guy would have never taken that penalty if you called the original offside. I just now, think now they're telling them to wave it off to keep the game going. And yeah, like I, it, the other uh, night, one got called back in the Leafs game two did, and it slowed the game down by 20 uh, minutes. And the first one was 36 seconds had gone by and it was uh, like a hairline of an offside. I'm like, yeah, does uh, anybody want that? I've never heard no. anybody in my career ever. I didn't hear anybody ever say that or, or like we, we have this problem. We got to start videoing the offsides. Right. You know, you just take it. Goes around, comes around. Comes around. Yep, that's the game. Right? Like street hockey. Like once it happens, like once. Okay, you missed it. If someone misses it by five feet consistently, like this yeah. Angel Hernandez baseball umpire. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Maybe there we can look into that. Right. right. And I get he's tough to fire because it's a union. Yeah. But when your hockey offsides is slowing down the game, oh. that didn't need to be slowed down. Okay. Hey, my other question. one. My other. I got one more on that too, which is I think an interesting one. Because again, I'm a gambler. Sometimes I have the puck line minus one and a half. Yeah. So when that yeah. when that goalie gets pulled, I'm all about it. I need the over. I need the puck line. It's a big part of sports for it, If the team ices it, they can't change, right? They can't yeah. change. They shouldn't be able to put the goalie back in either, then, right? Yeah. Like why? Right. Why also? Why do they get to make that one change? It should be. It's a huge. Yeah. Mistake. So I. It should be things. all encompassing. You, what, yeah, why you're not allowed to change. change. To yeah. yeah. Now you get to pick which guy's more tired, and he gets to come off, which goes against the whole point of the rule, is that you can't make a change. So Fuck that's Merle's, another I, one. I listen to I'm looking. four or five hockey mm -hmm. podcasts mm -hmm. fairly consistently each week, mm -hmm. and 
rarely, I, I don't know if I consciously can remember anybody bringing up those two points yeah. and they, they, it gets talked about a lot. And those are specifically some great points. Thanks for bringing yeah, up. I've had, yeah, I've had these, these are my next blog that I eventually going to have to write, but I'm waiting for like a playoff game where it matters. And I was going to write a blog about it. So your, you listener, your listeners will have your, your listeners will have a little insight. Well, that's cool. good. And I'm, I hope I've, been, I've been, I've been waiting. Like I have my ideas and I'm like, I'm going to wait till playoffs when there's like a, you know, a big call missed or, you know, when it might get some more views and clicks. And how do you go about <laughs> the writing when you write? What do you write? Um, so mine's more about like gambling and stuff. Yeah. So what, what I try to do now is my favorite ones to write is I do like this kind of concierge where I'll pick a team, say in Sweden, say Vesteros, I would pick. And that's going to be my pick for the game. But instead of just writing, like, I like Vesteros, their power play, their penalty yeah. kill. I'm giving a little like, oh, this is the name of the city. This is the best restaurant. This is the best bar. And I in like a little like okay. history of which guys played on the team. So I've, I've liked doing those blogs. A um, couple other ones are, you know, I, I just did one about when we came into Canada with Scorebet into Ontario. Like I said, I spent so much time up there. I did a top yeah, 10 yeah. list I saw on that Ontario. On and that, that's just fun. And it's just writing about my experiences. And I find it pretty easy to do when I'm, when I'm just writing about hockey and gambling and like I forgot, my experience. Yeah. I, uh, I missed you. I, you were, yeah. you were talking and you put something on social yeah. media. I was in the same airport a few weeks ago. I forgot uh, that. Uh, oh yeah. No, but that's interesting. Yeah. I got to be honest. I, I, I don't mean to be ignorant. I didn't realize you wrote the blogs. Where can I find those on Barstool? They're, yeah, they're on, but if you just go into my search and you put in Merle's, they'll right. all pop right. up and then I'll always post them on Twitter and Instagram. And then, so I've even like, heard you talk good, about it on, on yeah. the odd Instagram post, but I didn't really know yeah. what you were getting. I didn't know what you were talking yeah. about. I, I get yeah, it. So, so, yeah. Some are like that, like that Ontario one, which is yeah. just kind of just Ontario. But then there's other ones that are just the gamble that day or, you know, the chiclets yeah, yeah. boost that day that are, they're not really as interesting as, as those are kind of just really gambling. But then I try to make some other interesting ones. No, no, that, that's, that's great. I love that you add a little bit. It, about the yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. I think that's more bit. fun. If you're gambling, instead of me saying, oh, take, take Vesteros. Well, uh, oh, here's a reason to take Vesteros. They got this bar, you know, this, great. I, I really like getting into the, the imports and like the players that came from there. Like, like Hendrik Zetterberg, everybody knows him from Detroit Red Wings and yeah. this great Swede, but he played for Timbra, like the team I played for in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, like, these guys all came from somewhere and now we're going to, we're going to gamble on them. So I want to like, yeah, let's take Timra today. And maybe there's some guy that's a Hendrik Zetterberg fan. And that's going to be like, Oh yeah, that's a reason to take him. Stuff like that. I don't totally. Know. And it adds or a lot more of color fun. and spice and knowledge. Look, yeah. if you're, if, if you're coming from the angle of somewhat of an expert, people are, people are, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're being employed. So people will listen to, of course I, I would include all the information. Why not? Knowledge is power. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I, I'd rather know everything about it. If 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 it's same yeah, thing exactly. the other way around. If like, I'm not just uh, yeah, I'm not just picking them out of a hat. Like, oh, today I'm taking this team. Let's do it. It's like I'm working on this. I'm spending hours digging in. I'm texting guys. I'm trying to find the yeah. lineups. I'm I'm translating Swedish newspapers or German newspapers to try to get just a little edge wow. on it. You know that that is yeah, that's interesting yeah. and I think appreciated from anybody that follows. Yeah. Last question: All time team. Yep. Except you can't have Gordy Howe, five players and a goalie. I mean, you can't have Gordy Howe, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr, or any Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about him enough. Crosby, I can have. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. taken him. 
I am taking Ovechkin. Nice. I always wanted to see those two play together. On D, I got Lidstrom. I got Victor Hedman. Hedman's a great pick. Um, yeah, he's my favorite. Like he is, he is so dominant. I love Did him. You see him live. Um, I, he was uh, I watched Tampa earlier this year and a couple years ago, and I don't know if anybody else impresses me. No defenseman presses me more live. He was like when yeah. when I watched Nick Lidstrom from the bench. When I watched him, <laughs> it was the same sort of thing. I could not yeah. believe how much he controlled the play. Hedman gets me a little more because he's so big. I didn't realize he was so fucking big. He's and so dominant. big, and he flies around, and he's flies, scoring all yeah. the time. He doesn't make very many mistakes. I really like him. Um, Hasek would be my goalie. Mine too. I loved, I loved watching him. Jumping so we all need over a, like an acrobat, little skinny pads yeah. and everything on him, jumping all over. We need a left wing. I wish I could put myself there, but uh, that's not I mean, happening with them. I mean, you, you, know? you certainly. I, I, I did play one shift with Crosby or two shifts with him. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. So yeah. Um, trying to think. Maybe. Well, I got to, I kind of think of an older guy. I'm trying to show my hockey knowledge here. It's tough when it gets there. When you take those out, it becomes like yeah. 50 guys that all could be picked. And I want you want somebody that will go in those corners, get that puck, get it to Sydney, get it to Ovi. Yeah. Who's a good guy like that? Who's a maybe like a. I mean, I played with him. John LeClaire was a guy I liked growing up because he was an American. He was a yeah. college player. And he's a natural winger. I, I picked Crosby yeah. as well. I think I had Eisenman on the other side. I can't really. I, I think I had Eisenman. And I think I had Mark Messier to do yeah. that. But but Messier is a natural center. Leclerc is a winger. I like. Yeah. I was thinking the same yeah, yeah, yeah. way. Who could get yeah. it out to these guys? Get that, and then he's going to go stand in front. Yeah. And, Even and though Messier fits to. the mold, I don't think he yeah. was. I think he was the guy get, being it gotten out too. I think John Leclerc would be. First of all, have you ever met John Leclerc? Yeah, I played with him in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was forgive, great. Forgive my entrance, yeah. my, my ignorance. His hands and his wrists, yeah. I, I couldn't. That was my first game against a Legion of Doom. <laughs> I met him after the game because he knew Recky and a few guys. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was like. Holy fuck. And at that time, huge. He he wasn't like people now are a lot more. People worked out. It's not like they didn't work out. We had, a, But people now are, are definitely more toned and ripped. Yeah. He just seemed like this. Big guy that's huge, like his ass is huge. Everything huge. Just big about him. Huge. He, his he had like this funkiest curve ever on his stick, yeah, I know. where he could like because he could like backhand it into the top shelf at yeah. the same time as like forehand. It was he had the wildest curve. I I love the pick. Why don't you leave it there? Yeah. And uh, yeah, listen, like that. that's it. Thank you awesome. very much, Matt. This no, this was you. informative, it, very interesting, and one of my yeah. favorites. I didn't expect a lot of the answers. I didn't realize a lot of things about you. <laughs> Can't wait to see you again in Buffalo. Really appreciate it. Yep. Do you have Thank anything you. that you want to promote other than the obvious? No, yeah, just Twitter, Matt Murley19 on Twitter. I got my Instagram's not as big as that, Merle's underscore EBR. Um, yeah, and just the Chicklets guys. We got the Chicklets Cup coming up. Drink some Pink Whitney. All that stuff, this, the usual stuff. Okay. Thank you, buddy. And uh, awesome. my dad says hi. He's out for his walk uh, now. Yes. Uh, we thought I, I had the times mixed up. He was going to come and say hi earlier. Uh, uh, that's what I, I was thinking an hour and a half behind instead of ahead. Anyway, we're going to be there in Buffalo. We can't wait to see you. Thanks Perfect. a lot. It was great meeting you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Interesting career that's keeping going. Hockey still gives back. It's the vehicle. Yeah. It's our journey. And it keeps on giving. Thank you very much, Matt Murley. And we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Talk soon. And there we have it. Young Matt Murley. Very interesting cat, if I haven't said so already. 
um, and can't wait to see him in Buffalo. You know, once in a while you meet people, the hockey world is so small. It seems big, but it's not. And everybody is one or two players away from, you know, really. They say that six degrees of Kevin Bacon. In hockey, I don't think anybody would be more than two degrees away. Um, and that includes Europe and, 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 and whatnot. Just, it, it's a very small world. So I'd heard of these guys, right? I mean, I have all kinds of friends that played in and around the NHL, the AHL, from New York. We had Robbie Shrimp on last week, right? Don't know him the best, but now he's an acquaintance. What I'm getting at is that sometimes you go through your career and you don't get to play with certain players. You don't get to ham it up. You, you know, you're, you're having your experience, but there's only 20, give or take, on each team that are experiencing all this together, right? Outside of the coaches and everything. I'm talking players. So your experience is very similar to the one that's – the ones that are happening to the other 30 teams in whatever league you're in, uh, you know, and, and by extension all over junior and college and NHL and AHL and Europe and whatever it might be, it, it, the, the dressing room makeup, it's all relatively the same, right? There's clowns, there's leaders, there's people that run the tunes. There's people that, um, you know, might be cancers. There might be, there's all kinds of things that make, the cancers get weeded out. By the time you get to pro hockey, they're generally weeded out um, because, Nobody wants the headache and you better be worth it. We're, we're starting to pay a lot of money. Why have a cancer around? But there's people you come across like Merle's is one of them. I know that if I'd played with them, it would have been, we would have really hit it off. We have a lot in common. Um, I really respect his wisdom. He's a smart guy. He doesn't always come off like that. I, I don't want to say he comes off dumb, but you know, chicklets is chicklets and they often play on, um, they, they, they give their, 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 their takes on games as he does. They, they, there's a little bit of comedy and they're often interviewing other people, right? So biz is everywhere, but until biz was on my show, I didn't really know a lot about him. Um, at least not a lot. There was, there was a lot I didn't know about him. Same thing with Merle's, you know, and I, I look forward to it because we come from the same background. Um, Generally, I'm a few years older, but, you know, we're right around the same generation, same interests, right? Same part of the world, even though it doesn't really seem like that. Look where Troy, New York is and look where St. John's, Newfoundland is. So point being, you know, we've had so many similar experiences that it's nice. Hockey, the journey doesn't end when you're done pro is one of the things I'm trying to say. It keeps going. And Merle's, I will look at for the rest of my life as a bit of a teammate. I know we're going to have many other experiences together, knock on wood here. Um, but, you know, you don't have to put on your skates and go onto the ice and play the most meaningful playoff game with somebody to be a teammate. Um, and I'm not just talking with me and Matt Murley. I'm saying that it's great. I, I love that. And now I will, you know, he, he's one of my hockey buddies, you know, and, and to get into that, world um you know a lot of things have to happen but the same thing in in, in you know whatever you're going to do there's only so many people you can meet you can come across but a lot of people are going to be treated as teammates they should be if you're a real estate agent uh, i don't know if you're a car salesman I, I don't know or or woman whatever you do it's probably better that you have people around that are, you know, teammates kind of thing. And I don't just mean like work well, 
like a cog in a wheel and you work together. It's like bullshit and it's telling stories. It's hanging out. It's not, and I, you know, it's, it's a chemistry and I feel the chicklets guys really bring that out. Um, they, they found me out of nowhere and well, I mean, we have mutual friends. Okay. And my dad, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not saying really out of nowhere, but they, they, they chose to invite me into their world. Merle's new witter, but at first he wasn't on the show. They, they chose. He's a little closer, obviously, played Witt's teammate, but they chose to bring him into that world. The, they chose my dad. Um, even we're now, who's the guy in Vegas we're playing? No Space Killer. Like the people that you meet and they're part, part of this world, the definition of teammate to me changes, but you know, like the boys have a way of getting like dressing room guy and the dressing room feel in the regular life. I mean, we're all done pro hockey. We were down there playing a bit of ball hockey and then we promote, we went out, we were talking, it's a podcast really, right? Mine's a podcast. Spitting chicklets is it's great. It's a podcast. It's not the actual game, but we talk about it so much and we meet people and, with the same interests. And we were down there. People flew from all over and people sent me messages. I know that at least a third of my audience is because I was on spit and chicklets. Maybe I'm being, I'm, I'm underestimating it, but in any case, uh, it's great to have friends that you still meet during the game that are probably still going to be friends in and out of your life. You know what I mean? Like, And spit and chicklets, I think, you know, on the surface, people might say, oh, that's crude or, you know, they just they just joke around to their egos or whatever. But there's a method behind their madness. And uh, I do feel fortunate to be even on the outskirts, but a little bit, a little bit of part of that group and just listen to Merle's. You can kind of see where I'm coming from. Right. The guy loves hockey. Uh, great teammate. Very smart. Didn't realize uh, that he had graduated. I didn't really know that he went to RPI. I probably should have met him a couple of months ago. He, he mentioned it, but it kind of went in and out of my memory. Now I know all about him. I see what makes him tick, and it's no fluke that he's in that universe, in the Chicklets universe. So thanks again to Matt Murley. Absolutely great conversation and uh, appreciate it. Green Sleeves downtown, uptown. Check it out. Trinity Pub, Bull and Barrel, TJ's. Open up, support local. Those are my favorite bars in town. Merchant Tavern, check that out. Just unbelievable. My buddy Jeremy Charles, if you need a great meal and a drink, head to Merchant. There's all kinds of great places in town. If you're not going to go there, check out somewhere. Support local, wherever you are. Mom and pop businesses, whatever it might be, they need you. Everybody needs you, but there's some people that are hanging on by a lifeline uh, because of the pandemic, and it wasn't their fault. So get out. If you're going to buy it, buy it from them. Penny Posh, women's wear reimagined. Uh, true hockey. Keep keep uh, keep an eye out. I'm going to do some uh, true promos real soon. Uh, they got on board with the program. Thanks very much to True and uh, Kodiak Pain Sticks, THC CBD. Check that out. If you need more information, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com or just Google it. I don't have the information right now, but my buddy Merle is uh, one of the founders of this company, Kodiak, CBD, THC, 
pain sticks, uh, amongst other things. Uh, they got an array of things, but that's, uh, that's just one of them, and they work great. So this has been episode 100, 100. I haven't really thought about it much till Merle's just said it. I couldn't have a better guest for my 100th episode. And uh, the fact that we're even here, thanks to everybody listening. Honestly, when I started this, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know if I wanted to do it. And I didn't know if I would keep doing it. I had no format. I didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't. I still am learning, but I get a chance to do it because thousands of people choose to tune into Tales with TR. And I'm forever grateful. I really am. Getting to do this is a pleasure, an honor, and I'm humbled. Thank you, everybody. This has been the 100th episode of Tales with TR. Catch you on The Rebound next week.